and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we'll be discussing spoilers. As usual, here's your warning. I'm Ashley. And I'm Alex. And it's Christmas! It's Yule! Yuletide! And we're starting with 5-Minute Masters, uh, but I'm starting this 5-Minute Masters this time! Whoa! Wow! We're changing it up because Alex couldn't find anything. <laughs> I'm outing you right now. Oh, wait, we have our other segment first. Oh, right! We gotta get Huga! This is our second installment of Let's Get Huga. Huga! <laughs> we have our... <laughs> <laughs> Over in our fireplace. Yes, our fireplace. What, what did I call it? Our 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 uh, solstice gift pyre. <laughs> yeah, you, you. I went a little. I had a caffeine, yeah, and did. I went a little wrapping crazy. Yep, but we don't really have a tree to put. I mean, gifts under. I put a couple under our little tree, but it just there's just weird. not really room. So I put them underneath our little plushy fire fire uh, campfire. Yeah. In front of our real fireplace. Yes. And we have leftover rats from Halloween. Yes. Chauncey and Bosch following you. <laughs> yes. Warming themselves by the pyre. The pyre of presents. <laughs> so you can go on the, the Twitter and, and see that. Cause oh my gosh. You made me laugh so hard. I was at work <laughs> and I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. So we're getting hygge. We're getting hygge. We have our, our blankets as usual. Butter, same our as, blankies. Same as classique. I picked the candle today and it's my lovely vetiver and oak uh soy candle i bought it at a very cool uh shop at the lloyd center mall in portland Mm -hmm. it's that one that's like a like a market that has goods from all different like mm -hmm. local vendors and stuff Uh so it's it's a pretty cool candle we've got our tea today we have tea i have uh Chocolate mint. Chocolate mint. And I just bought this today. It's uh, Yogi Vanilla Peppermint, but it's got like all kinds of other Ooh. crap in there. It's got like ginger in there and stuff. <gasps> it's, it's t- a- well, I, you were you were like about to explain what you had. <laughs> and I was like, I want my chocolate mint. <laughs> so I could have had that. You oh could have goodness. had it. Well, and it was on sale for 99 cents. So I wow. bought the box. I was the tea's like, he's never that cheap. I know. It's a smaller box. That's um, one thing that really surprised me when I quit soda was tea's not cheap. No. I mean, I like to drink like a nice plain English breakfast and you can get that pretty cheap. Yeah. You can buy a big box of it. But it's nice. But I was trying to find my delicious uh, Celestial Seasonings sugar cookie sleigh ride because it is the time. They did not have it. Wow. They did not have it at the Fred Meyer. That so I have to find it elsewhere. reminds me of... Uh... That oh. drag queen looking for temp- tension tame a tea. Tension tame a tea. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's sugar cookie sleigh ride. It's so good. It tastes exactly like cookies. Wow. We have to hunt that down. Yeah. I need that in my life, it's... especially after we just had cookies. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> and also, I have some leftover um, peppermint chocolate truffles that I made. Yes. They're... So we're snacking on those. Yeah. So you'll hear us reach next to the microphone. And to, rattle to around in the bowl, clearing our throats from the chocolate. It's going to be great. It's it's going to be a sound experience today. <laughs> yes. We have uh, so many sounds for you. Mm, a little sip of the tea. Yeah, it's a little spicy. Oh, really? It's got the ginger in it. It's a little uh, spicy. It's okay. good. I like it. But it's not what I expected it to be. Yeah, you're like, I want mint vanilla. Well, it was just the best sounding one that they had on sale. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. I don't. I don't usually drink herbal tea, but I like it. So, five minute masters. Yes. It, this is this is the history. 
of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yay. Do you know where Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was first debuted? No. So, in 1939. That's not that long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Uh, Montgomery Ward made the decision that they needed to debut an in-house Christmas book for children. Because they would normally purchase one from, you know, a publisher or something. Yeah. And they would make these little booklets as little free gifts to children mm-hmm. to encourage people to come into the department store and shop. So they thought, we're going to save money if we just get one of our copywriters to do this in-house. And that is where Mr. Robert May comes in. He was tasked with coming up with a, a brand new children's Christmas story. Um, and he was having a real hard time in his life uh, that year because his wife was dying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. His wife was dying. Um, but he was trying to come up with a good idea for a fun Christmas story. And his four-year-old daughter loved reindeer at the mm-hmm. zoo. And it's a Christmas thing. So he's like, okay, reindeer. And apparently he was looking out at a thick fog off Lake Michigan and I don't know what's going on in this guy's brain, but he thought, you know what? This makes me think of a shiny red nose to light up the dark. Why well, a nose? Maybe he saw a ship or something. Right, but to go to take, I get like, just to make the leap to nose is really where my disconnect is happening on that one. I don't really know, but he's the he's the ad man. He's the copywriter. Clearly, he was on to some shit. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I mean, he he made one of the most popular stories. Ever, arguably. <laughs> so he got the idea. Also, um, he was apparently bullied quite a bit as a child. He Aww. was always kind of small and weak. And so he was never picked for reindeer games <laughs> himself. So he got the idea and he wanted an alliterative name. Uh-huh. So other other names that he had come up with that he had considered included Rollo, Reginald, Rodney and Romeo, but he oh. liked Rudolph the best. Yes, I think I think he was right on that one too. <laughs> um, and sadly, in 1939, in July, his wife passed away. Um, and so Montgomery Ward was like, "Hey, do you want someone else to take over this project?" And he's like, "Absolutely not. I need this right now." And in August, he finished writing the story, uh, and he was inspired by uh, Clement Clark Moore's A Visit from St. Nicholas, better known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Right. Nobody knows the title of that poem. <laughs> it's called A Visit from St. Nicholas. So it begins, Twas the day before Christmas, and all through the hills, the reindeer were playing, enjoying the spills. What's a spill? I don't know. It's 1939. <laughs> uh, so uh, it was a huge hit uh they just the booklets were just flying off the shelves every child had this book they loved it so the opposite of billy possum yes the opposite of the billy possum (laughs) rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i think one could have kind of surmised that rudolph the red-nosed reindeer was a tad more successful than billy possum (laughs) uh but yeah it just it was a huge hit they had really struck on something there um, in 1939, uh, children 
snapped up nearly 2.4 million copies <laughs> across America oh my God. of this paper-bound Christmas book. Um, and then they were going to print uh, more for the next year, but paper shortages due to the war mm-hmm. meant that it had to be shelved. But he, Rudolph came back in 1946, and Montgomery Ward handed out 3.6 million copies that year. So... Very successful. Rudolph stayed strong during the war. Yeah, everyone was just waiting for the war to end so they could have Rudolph Rudolph. back. Uh, Rudolph and Copper. And May ended up uh, as the owner of the copyright. Good. Yes, very good. Making him the richest person ever. Actually, no. I guess it is pulp, too. Right. He was comfortable. He started licensing it. They licensed a commercial version of the book. Uh, Merchandise, you know, snow globes mugs that kind mm-hmm. of thing and he was making money off of it but not like he didn't become yeah, wealthy he wasn't George off Lucas. of it yeah i mean it was still the 40s yeah. uh but <laughs> his uh brother-in-law johnny marks was a songwriter and he wrote the wrote song, the song oh. rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and they offered it to bing crosby who turned it down <laughs> so singing cowboy gene autry did it Sold two million copies the That's first year, <laughs> and remains one of the best-selling tunes of all time. Wow! Uh, so yeah, it made him you know financially comfortable, but he did never become rich. He actually ended up uh, he left Montgomery Ward. May left Montgomery Ward in 1951 to you know do Rudolph stuff. <laughs> um, but then seven years later, he actually came back. To work for Montgomery Ward, and he worked there until he retired in 1971. Wow. Yeah. But. It was probably a nice place to work. Yeah, you know. At his level, at least. Yeah, he he probably was comfortable there. I don't really know. He probably got a little tired of writing Rudolph. and was like, you know what? Maybe I should go back to that copywriting thing. Yeah. So, uh, but a very successful story. You know, a man in a really dark place managed to to make something really wonderful. Yeah, That's continued to bring joy to people decades later. Yes. And that's the story of Rudolph. That was nice. Ah. Oh, I will say something interesting that I learned too is apparently in the original book, Rudolph didn't live at the North Pole. He was not a North Pole reindeer. He was just some reindeer out in the world. That they and, went and found him. Well, Santa was trying to deliver toys in this terrible fog and just having a rough day of it. Uh, and he went to Rudolph's house to like oh, deliver yeah, toys. Yeah. And he was like, you got that nose though. Come on. Good thing I knew where you live. Well, no, he well was, he's Santa. I mean, yeah, he w- no, he went to Rudolph's house to deliver his toys. And he was like, Yo, uh, yo, you got that nose. <laughs> hey, do you want to come along? So it was just like a, a nice coincidence for Santa that he managed to find a reindeer with a very specific ability. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I was very, feeling very distracted after we finished our film. Our film? That we will be discussing. Yes. Um, and I couldn't think of or find... A good five-minute masters. So instead, I'm going to have you open presents. Ah, presents! These are presents I bought for myself when I had to spend money in order to get a coupon. <laughs> so um, they're for us. They're for us. <laughs> but I don't want to open them because I don't have the... I, don't, I know what they are. Right. It's weird to open presents that you yourself wrapped. Yeah, it's fun, but I, I want the reaction. <laughs> exactly. Our, our, yeah, so these are... A marble. It's a beautiful wrapping paper. Yes. It looks like white and black marble. It's gorgeous. Yes. 
if you want to see the wrapping paper again, go to the Twitter and look at the Christmas pyre uh, <laughs> photograph. Oh. Oh, you're gonna be so fucking excited. Oh, am I? I'm, I'm excited right now. <laughs> yes, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Oh, that's gonna be fun to watch. Right? Yeah. Uh, look out for a future episode, guys. Because because if you haven't seen Teen Titans Go to the movies, you need to go see it. It's so good. It's very. It's good. so good. I love Teen Titans Go. No shade to Teen Titans. Don't dogpile on me, Teen Titans people. Teen Titans was great. It's not Teen Titans Go's fault that Teen Titans ended. Yeah, it's the world. It's fault. just a. It's a totally separate thing. Anyway, present number two. It's like four times the size of the first it one. It is much bigger and heavier. What is it? It's categories! Yay! <laughs> we love board games in this house. I, this is one of my favorite games is growing up. Yay. And they had it for a good price. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it, it comes with the little hourglass timer instead of the annoying clockwork one that like, pops up Ugh. and scares you to death. Yeah, the nice boggle style yeah. hourglass. Mm-hmm. It's very pleasant. You just got to keep an eye on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is hard when you're running writing down a bunch of things. Yeah. Well, yay! Lovely things to share with our household. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think it's time. It's time. It's time we talk about it. Merry Christmas time. Merry Christmas time. We're talking about the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. <laughs> it's weird that it's called that because it's he's not the main character. Yeah. He's barely important. I mean, he's great. He's a great sidekick. But he's not crucial in any way. But they couldn't put, make it Clara in the four rows. Right, because it wouldn't mean anything. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. In reframing the story, you've sort of lost the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could have said, like, I don't know. They could have done many titles, like the Waltz of the Nutcracker, or like like you didn't have to include the four realms in the title, even mm-hmm. though it's a big part of the movie. Well, yeah. But it's also like. In the in the ballet, the Nutcracker is like the hero yeah. of the story, so it makes sense that he's you know the title character. Yeah. But in giving Clara more agency, you've taken away a lot of the Nutcracker's agency. He was gorgeous. He though. was adorable. He had Everyone. great makeup. Everyone in this movie was so cute. Well. All of the protagonists were very cute. There were so many cute people that weren't protagonists. But there were also the clowns. The clowns were horrifying. <laughs> and the mice. The mice ended up being very cute. They were cute individually. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, Mouse Mouse Skinks. M- ah, Mouse Rinks. Mouse Rinks. is very cute. Very cute. He's very cute. Okay, so the Nutcracker. So how come nobody saw this movie? It was not bad. It looked like it was going to be bad. It wasn't. And, and I bet a lot of people took their kids to see it. I feel like it might have been weird for, like, young kids. Yeah? Because there's some weird stuff in this. There's some extremely weird stuff in this movie. <laughs> okay, so it's basically the story of the Nutcracker where Clara's a little girl and she has a brother named Fritz, and they've given her a sister as well this time. <laughs> and they go to a Christmas party. At, with their godfather. Uh, at their godfather Drosselmeyer's house. So it's changed a little bit. In the original, the party is at Clara's house. Yeah, yeah. 
and Drosselmeyer arrives. Um, but fine. It's more fun for it to be at Drosselmeyer's yeah. house. But this version of the story, sadly, Clara's mother has recently passed away. And it's, so... It seems like it's been like a year. It... But it's, it, it, it's very it, unclear. The implication seems to be that this is their first Christmas without her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been within the year that yeah. she's passed away. And... Yeah, she was there last Christmas. We got a like a flashback oh, to right, last yeah. Christmas when she was there, and you can tell that she knows she's going to die. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a lot. Sad. Yeah, man, Disney pulling out these stories about moms dying. Why I mean, you gotta do this to me? Disney? It's been like that for quite a while. But it's Disney. never been about the mom being dead. Oh, the mom yeah. just incidentally happens to have died some time ago. But all these new ones, they frame it around the mom yeah. death. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's enjoyable for me. Uh, but no, honestly, it was a really lovely story about grieving. Yeah. You know, it really was about learning to grieve and being okay with grieving and, and grieving in a healthy way. And in different ways. For different, different people. people yeah. She did not understand her father. Yeah. They, they're grieving differently. She's like, and why is he trying to just pretend like everything's normal? It's like, because yeah. he doesn't know what the, the heck he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mary Poppins, too, did the mom death thing. Oh, why does these movies do this crap? Uh, no, it's good. It's really good. It just, it just <laughs> sucks. It just hits a spot for me, yeah. but that's why I like it. It's because it is really meaningful and handled in a really, uh, really good way, I think. Um, so, and, and I will say for this one, usually, recently, Disney has been doing the whole girl power, she's very smart and capable thing, but it just, always seems to amount to very little. Yeah, it like feels surface like level. Yeah, like they're telling you and not showing you. Yeah, it always feels very superficial. But in this case, it was very integral to the story. She's like, oh, I know everything about physics. Yes, and she's like <laughs> actually solving problems. She's making, and it's, it's, uh, what are those things with all the different moving parts? Uh, uh, oh, she makes a Rube Goldberg a Rube machine Goldberg in the beginning. <laughs> but, you know, her her abilities actually factor into the plot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a thing. It's yeah. not. It's not just like... Something that's been tacked on. It and really also feels like meaningful. People, they're always like, oh, you're so clever. But it's not always like, oh, that's what makes you great. It's like, oh. You're clever. You're clever. Like, or, yeah, and it's like, take our word for it. Yeah. She's clever. But yeah. in this, like, she solves a lot of problems mm-hmm. in her own way. Yeah. By being clever and knowing how to work with machines and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that some thought was put into it. That's not always the case. Yeah. Let's talk about Kira. Kira Knightley is in this movie. Believe it or not, unrecognizable. Not really, but <laughs> no, she's so good. She's kind of unrecognizable in this, though. Like same, same Kira Knightley face, but she uh, speaks as if she is the Sugar Plum Fairy. The Sugar Plum Fairy. So if you imagine toddlers and tiaras as a grown-up woman, also made of candy, also made of candy. It's incredible. And and she's She's just like the definition of a fairy princess. It's like an upton octave. Uh-huh. She's just floating around, prancing around as a fairy princess. I love it. And she gets excited and she just bounces. She bounces and she flaps and she twirls and she flutters around. It's a, it's amazing. It's really I didn't like it at first, I will admit, because I it was she again, she's so unrecognizable compared to her normal roles. Mm-hmm. So I was like 
is this really, really bad or is this really, really good? Spoiler alert, it's really, it's really good. really good! Oh my gosh, we really need to find, after we're done, that um, Sugar Plum Fairy, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Oh my god, y'all, y'all, okay, so, you don't <laughs> they, even care about the spoilers for this movie, but we've already warned you. Yes. She's bad. She's the bad guy. It's I mean, great. you can figure it out pretty easily. Yes, she's the bad guy, and when she has her heel turn... They it, the soundtrack is Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy in minor, and it's so it's scary so and cool. Good, it's so good. <laughs> and and her her straps go down to her, her shoulders, and her hair is a hair's... little bit messier, mm-hmm. and she just looks a little bit wilder. And, she, and she's like leans a little bit, leaning into it. around. She's kind of sexy now. Yeah. <laughs> it's great because that's what evil people are like. They're kind of sexy. <laughs> yeah, and she's very cool she's... and. Very She's good. very maniacal, just like yeah. um, I'm the queen now. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and it's and uh, yeah, I was getting sort of inklings of like, you know, the idea that these are all sort of representations of Clara and her imagination, mm-hmm. and so it is the side of Clara that you know the selfish side, the selfish side that that doesn't know how to cope, and the doesn't side that to... wants to retreat from her family, right? And that yeah. it's her not being able to to grieve in a healthy way mm-hmm. and she's got to overcome that mm-hmm. and put it away and turn her back into a toy <laughs> <laughs> a very fragile porcelain doll yes that looks oddly like Kira knightley <laughs> <laughs> i did think it was interesting in this version that the nutcracker was specifically a gift for fritz yeah because in the Ballet, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. The doll is sort of for all of the children, but Clara especially loves him, and then Fritz breaks him, mm-hmm. and she's really upset about this. But in this movie, it's just like, that was Fritz's Christmas present, was the nutcracker. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, I mean, I guess that's fine. He likes toy soldiers and stuff, so. Yeah, it's only his second toy soldier that day. <laughs> kid i know he's just spoiled well he's just got some issues like why is he so into soldiers red coats i don't know he's really um got some aggression stuff going on yeah maybe he's the sugar plum fairy (laughs) i i loved that moment though when he's showing off the nutcracker and and he's like what do you think of it and she's like oh he's very handsome and he's like he's your boyfriend Just such a little brother. Yeah, little brat. Oh, and then shortly after that, when she's following her thread to find her present. Yes. Um, she goes into Narnia. She goes into Narnia, but there's like this, she's walking down this hallway where there's uh, owl wallpaper. Owl, which is really great wallpaper. It looks really cool. It's like red with like black owls and it's just repeated, repeated, repeated. And then the tessellation changes. She gets about halfway down this hallway and it, um, it MC Escher's. It shifts into, into rats. rats. Well, mice. Mice, rats. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that, but yes, mice. And they're, it's really a cool moment. Like, yeah, it really was a surprisingly, like, well-crafted movie. Really great visually. There are a couple moments where you're like, this is a little too much CG, but really that's only in the establishing shot in the, in the beginning. Oh, right, and it's like, well, it's a whimsical fantasy world. Yeah. Like, it's and halfway also, to like, being an And also, like, how are we going to show... All of London during this time period. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're like, we've got an aerial shot over the frozen Thames. And it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> yeah, you pretty much just have to 
Make do that up. one animated. Yeah. But, and and really, you know, most of the movie, once she's in the realms, it's, it is halfway to a cartoon anyway. Right. So, yeah, exactly. like, that's fine. I'm not bothered by yeah. that. Um, and most of the lead players are actors with makeup and costumes. Yeah. And a lot of it is, like, you know, practical costumes and stuff. The mm-hmm. other regents of the realms. They're very cool. The realm of flowers. The realm of... Snowflakes. Snowflakes. The realm of candy. <laughs> Yes, the realm of sweets. And the fourth realm. The fourth realm. The Which, realm of amusement. The realm of amusement, but you can't say that. You can't say it. It's verboten. Uh, yeah, so these are, you know, ideas that are coming from the ballet where she visits, you know, the land of sweets and the, you know, land of the flowers and the land of the snowflakes. And these are all, like, yeah. things. So basically, they just took the bits of the ballet and, and turned just it into Narnia. blew it up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not this mad is the about that. This Narnia. I'm really not mad about that. Yeah. I, you know... I thought it was going to be Alice in Wonderland, but it's Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, yep. and that is so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what else do we think about The Mouse it? King. The, oh. <laughs> All right. This was, this was upsetting. I, I got used to it. I got used to it. But the Mouse King is not like a big mouse who runs around with or a the sword. crown. He is... An amalgamation. He's just a monstrous pile of mice, shaped like a mouse. It's like Wreck It Ralph too. Yes, that, with all the Ralphs turning into a big old. Ralph. But it's mice, and that actually somehow is a little bit worse. I think so. And he can like phase through things right, because he's, he's not just, a solid object. Yeah, it's ooh, it's weird. Uh, yeah. But of course, because we have the twist where, oh, the person we think is an ally is actually the villain, and the person mm-hmm. we think is the villain is actually an ally, and so we do have this funny situation of these, like, these things that are introduced as being very upsetting, which end up being helpful. Like the clowns. The clowns. Oh. So they're <laughs> nesting doll clowns. They're, like, balloon clowns. Whee. And they, like... Can open and close. They and open, and their... one of them opens up and then like crawls around. Crawls it's around like the Grudge. Oh, <laughs> it's really upsetting. It's very creative, but pretty Real scary. Creepy, really, really, really creepy. Yeah, this and is then... this is not a movie for anyone like younger than seven. <laughs> well, I think it just depends on the kid. Yeah. Like, if you I had think, a weird kid, then I think my niece would probably go ape shit for that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but she likes weird, creepy stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's just like bizarro really but that's kind of what's cool about it exactly it's doing these really weird stuff going on it doesn't feel like these it doesn't feel like a rehash like it really does feel quite fresh Mm -hmm. um and then we have uh mother ginger mother ginger helen mirren helen mirren surprising everyone yeah kicking all the butts she's got a whip she's got a whip She's got a whip. She's like the circus, the, the, the ringleader. Yeah, she's she's the regent of the land of amusements. And she has like a broken face. Yeah, like a like a broken cracked porcelain, porcelain face. face. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Very cool. Um, she wears these trousers for most of the movie that are really like great. And it's like all woven. And yeah. It's very cool. Really, really Red cool. Hair. And she's got this big circus tent animatronic lady thing. <laughs> It's also her. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's creepy. It's weird. It's almost a little, um, like, Witch of the Waste Sea. It's like yeah, a little it's bit of... just, it's really bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's very just... cool. And it's, like, in the middle of this forest of, like, Knobby hazelnut trees. trees, I think. Yeah, and, and they're mushrooms. great. Little toadstools. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. 
I love the visuals of this. The dresses that Clara wears. Every single one is a winner. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're gorgeous. Yes. So she has her big fluffy purple number her, at the beginning. Her party dress. Her party dress, which is just like almost a little too fashionable for the time. Like, yeah, it's but very it's just modern. a very fun 1890s bustle number. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. And then we have her crowning, or, or, or sorry, her, her princess her dress. princess dress, which is like. Anna Karenina. Or like, well, it's it's very Renaissance, Renaissance. actually, oh, with yes, the high yes. waist, empire waist, yeah, and the like puffed shoulders oh, yes, yes, yes. and elbows, mm-hmm. and it's super cute. And her mm-hmm. hair's up in these ribbons, and, and that's when we get to watch the ballet that takes place, which was great. I'm glad they put a good chunk of ballet yeah, in it, it with was, a strong ass dancer. She was incredible. She was incredible she was so on her tippy toes the whole time. <laughs> Called point. <laughs> Tell you, she was on her tippy toes. She's a tippy toe dancer. And she sort of, it's like the, the telling of the different places. And specifically Clara's mother's Discovery. introduction yeah. of it. Because apparently Clara's mother discovered this land and was the queen of it. Because she made it. She made it. Or something. <laughs> um, and there was something cool about that scene. I think uh, it was like the practical effects, even if some oh, of them yeah. were CGI. But it, but it was like it was a ballet on a stage yes. with like set pieces coming on and off mm-hmm. in like a realistic way. Yeah, even if some of the like actual parts of it were CG, they were like opening up in. Yeah, like you would have to build it on a stage. Yes, it was just um, not actually. Oh, real. and that's also when we see the wind up rat dancers. The wind up rats. They were they were cute. They were pretty cool. Um, and they were sort of doing the traditional, mm-hmm. like, if you go to see the Nutcracker somewhere, mm-hmm. it felt a little like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked I liked that portion as an homage to the ballet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. Um, Clara's next dress is her nightgown, because you have to put Clara in a nightgown. Mm-hmm. She's and not it's the qu- same silhouette. Mm-hmm. That it, but flowy, high-waisted. Cool. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then. And then. And then. Her soldier dress. So she wears her version of a Nutcracker outfit. It's got a red skirt. Mm-hmm. Red skirt and like blue jacket. It's, and the little it's, it's, captain's it's cap. It's velvet and green jacket. Mm. Oh, is it green? It's green and it's oh. velvet. It's so lovely. And her hat. Yep. That she the got little the captain hat. hat. She's so cute. She's and there's like so details cute. on the skirt too that almost remind me of like uh, Anna's dress from the first Frozen movie. Yeah. I was getting mm-hmm. some, I was definitely getting some Frozen vibes from that yeah. dress. Oh yeah. Oh, and that's her butt kicking dress. She's got her boots on. Mm-hmm. That's her action dress. That's her, uh, I'm going to start start a war dress. Yeah. that's, that's This her. movie has a really interesting relationship with war. Yeah. Um, and it goes mostly unexplored, but that's because it's not necessarily the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like, okay, we're starting a war now. Well, the pretense is that Mother Ginger is waging war on them already. And so Clara is just helping yeah. to defend them. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're already in this position. We have to defend the yeah. three realms. And so... Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's be brave and do it. Um, and then it turns out that Sugar Plum just wants to make a huge army and crush everyone. Yep. And so it's like, oh, no. No, we don't want that one. No, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, and then after her soldier dress, she gets... The crowning dress. The crowning? Oh, yeah. She wears that soldier dress for quite a while. She does, yes. 
And then, she, yeah, she has, like, her coronation dress, which is, like... Just, like... Everything I could have ever hoped for. Yeah. <laughs> it looks a little bit like Sarah's uh, masquerade dress in Labyrinth. She's got her hair down mm-hmm. in these dark curls and the white dress with all the lace, and it's mm-hmm. very flowy. And a collar. The collar, and it lights up. And it lights up. It's so cool. It's so cool. Like, practically lights up, not just, like, Yeah, it looks CG. it looks like fiber optics yeah. and, mm-hmm. like, LEDs and stuff. It's very, very cool. Like, it's something you could actually construct. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. It's yeah. so pretty. I was getting a little bit of uh, Zendaya's Cinderella dress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, so that's all the dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and we loved every single one of them. Yes. They were perfect. But yeah, I do. I think that ultimately it was about grief. But it, I feel like in less of a um, over in your face. Mm-hmm. Way, I mean, it wasn't Coco. Like, like it wasn't Coco or Frozen Two, where mm-hmm. it's like this is the song about grief now. Mm-hmm. Um, where you mention the word grief, like it's it's more of like okay, how do we stop? How just, do we deal with someone not being here anymore? Yeah, when we physically like. She, at the beginning of the movie, she's like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trapping her mouse because that's what I know how to do. But, like, she has to go to a party and she's like, no. No, I can't do a party. <laughs> I can't do I, a party. I, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to dance. I don't want to see people. Mm-hmm. I just want to stay home and look at this egg my mom gave me. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, so she, she ends up working through her own grief by talking to other people about... Yeah their loss of oh yeah because everybody in the everybody has lost her lost her mom yeah because they all loved her they all loved her and she disappeared and then they found out that she she had died Mm -hmm. um and so she you know sugar plum is coping with her loss by being angry being angry yeah by Mm -hmm. being angry and trying to take control of something and that she feels yeah and it's very relatable. Extremely relatable, especially because, you know, Clara is kind of dealing with the idea of, like, how do you fill the space that somebody leaves behind? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like Fritz said at the beginning, the tree's not the same as how Mother used to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, but somebody's got to do it. Like, yeah. she's it's, not here to do this now. So, so we're doing it. it we're, you had, we have to figure her. out how to do it without her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Clara has has to, you know, in the fantastical way, she's dealing with how to replace her mother as the queen of this magical realm mm-hmm. um, and what that means yeah. and how to how to do right by her and honor her memory and, and move forward in everybody's best interest. Because mm-hmm. um, that is very much a thing when you lose a member of your family to, to have to figure out, like, who's going to do the things that they did. Yeah. How are we gonna? How are we gonna do all that stuff? Mm-hmm. And it's weird. And for Claire, it's really hard too because her dad's like, "Okay, we're going to the party. That's tradition. We're acting like it. Everything's normal." Yeah, and she's like, "Tradition, like, there's no traditions without her." Right, and yeah, that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, certainly, and she has an amazing time. 
She does. She's got she the best party she's ever been to. Face. Drosselmeyer. Who is just a, a joy, a delight. Well, he's Morgan Freeman. He's Morgan Freeman, and he's like, you're With so clever. Fix, fix this thing yeah, for me. Yeah, he knows how to how to cheer her up. He knows what's going to be fun for her and what's going to make her happy. He also has a magical time-altering world in his house. In his clock. In his clock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The Magician. It's all, it's all it's, there. It's all there. It's, it's a storied tradition. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously lots of different ways to cope with grief, but there is something to be said for normalcy, mm-hmm. for routine. And it also really, again, all of this is a little subtle because I wasn't even realizing it as we were watching it because mm-hmm. there's just so much other weird stuff Right, well, on. and so like it was just occurring to me because it's like very personal to me and so it's like oh i'm seeing my experience in this movie Mm -hmm. weirdly didn't expect that and the dad i don't know if he says it outright or if it's actually him that says it but it's like somebody says something about like we get to use each other as our way of getting by like by i think she says it when she realizes she yeah she's telling sugar plum Mm. like um, I have to be with my family mm-hmm. because they're gonna they know what I'm going through. They We can know. we can go through this together. Yeah. We're not on our own. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. And it's, you know <laughs> Sugar Pups just like She's <laughs> like she says something about like queens are Queen, queens do what's in their best interest or whatever. And then there's like no No, that's the opposite of what a good queen does, actually. <laughs> The queen does what's in other people's best interest. <laughs> and Sugar Plum's like, whatever. I don't care. What's a queen? I don't know. I'm the boss. I'm the Sugar Plum Fairy, motherfucker. Yeah. It's great. It's God, I just love everything she's doing in this movie. She's so heightened and so she's squeaky. She's so much. She's so camp. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's scary. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, want, I said I wanted a sequel with her again. Like. <laughs> yeah, the revenge of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Yes. Yeah. And dang, this girl, Clara. Oh my God. Just she's really good. Killing it. She just keeps it really grounded. You know, it's just this crazy, whimsical, fantastical movie. And this girl's performance really grounds it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very impressed by her. I think my favorite moment as far as her performance, Mackenzie Foy. Yes. Um, She's going to be the next somebody. She already is. I mean, she's, she's someone. <laughs> but she's, watch out for this girl. Yeah. She's something. Um, Is... She gets woken up, woke, or she's sort of restless in the middle of the night. Yes. And this the, owl that the keeps owl. coming Drossel back. Drossel owl. I don't know why this owl is here. Yeah. Tell us if, if you find out. <laughs> yeah, what the owl is about. It's weird. Um, the owl is like, taps on her window, and so she goes up to the balcony, or like, up to the roof. Mm-hmm. And she, di- like, she just ignores the owl. She just looks on to the kingdom, mm-hmm. or the four realms. And she's just like, think, you can, you can sort of see her train of thought happening because she's just so overwhelmed with like, this is such an amazing place and my mom's not here to share it with me. And Mm -hmm. she just cries and I'm just like, she's crying, but she's not acting. She's just crying. It's very good. It's very good. She's very, very good. She's not like scrunching up her face at all. She's just stoic that like It's just that, that like, Trying not to cry, crying. And it's so strong that holding it, just, it back it and you're pops out, biting down. Yeah, Ugh. Ugh, it was beautiful. It's a really, really impactful scene. Yeah. Like it really, 
brings home what the real struggle is. Yeah. It's like, yes, she has to go and get this key to make a <laughs> this magical... This MacGuffin to MacGuffin. <laughs> MacGuffin to MacGuffin because the bad guy did a bad guy. <laughs> but mostly she just misses her mom. Yeah. And she doesn't know what to do about it. And she thinks the answer is in this uh, egg because her mom had a letter with it that said... Uh, everything, everything you need, need is inside and we're like as soon as she yeah. read that out loud I'm like yeah inside yourself girl yeah this is a disney movie it's we already disney. know where this is going <laughs> well and the sport she opens it and she's like it's just a music box and, and then the, later the the, the uh, nutcracker's like music's inside it he's like this, this is awesome that's great i love this and music. she's like you're stupid she doesn't say that but like <laughs> yeah and then she yeah she finds it out find, that, that it's it a mirror and it's a mirror and she's like oh mom <laughs> mom <laughs> Yeah, this Nutcracker though. Yeah, he, he was, was fun. Yeah, he, I gotta say, a little um, dull, maybe. Yeah. Like he was cute and he was nice and he did his job. Yeah, nothing too remarkable. Yeah, they didn't really push the envelope with like him being the quirky like. Yeah, he was just comedy. like a good Nutcracker. Because they could have had him been been like a Josh Gad type of. Yeah, or you know something more roguish, or yeah. you know something. But no, he was just like a good boy. He was just the good boy, the yeah. good Nutcracker boy. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what the Nutcracker. Is. Oh, and I love the moment where she's like, "I have to cross this bridge." And he's like, "No," and then like she eventually like gets there, and he's gonna open it, and it's like this long. Yeah, it's this whole like just... winding up this crank, <laughs> and, and then pushing, pushing this lever, lever, and then all these gears, and then, and then just this little little gate arm lifts up it's like a it's like a one lane walking bridge and so she's like (laughs) tiny arm and she's like okay it's pretty cute yeah it's pretty cute and we had some fun bumbling soldier comic relief comic relief queer coded comic relief Mm-hmm. We should. Uh, What's his name? British dude. Good omens. Oh my gosh. Newt Pulsifer. Like I Can't like, remember his name. I, I like him a lot. He's great. He's, he's really in, funny. He's in other stuff too. He's other, very I good. Other I just queer stuff even. Don't know his name. Oh, I don't want to rename our document. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> don't name it whatever that guy's name what is. What was his name? Pulsifer. Newt Pulsifer. Newt. Poison. <laughs> Newt poison. Newt poison symptoms. <laughs> Do I have newt poisoning? Google quick. Do I have newt poisoning? <laughs> well, now I have to go there. We're being led there by This fate. is your five-minute masters. Five-minute masters. American Association of Poison Control Centers. Oh, uh, okay. Anything interesting about newt poison in there? <laughs> An article on Pet Poison Hotline. Avoid the newt. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's Jack Whitehall. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. He's cute. He's a tiny role, but he's adorable. and He's got a fun pompadour. If you and your pets are fans of outdoor recreation in the Pacific Northwest, there's a toxic creature you should be aware of. Uh Uh-oh, we have to worry about this. I know. We we live live in the Pacific Northwest. This placid-seeming amphibian packs a self-defensive punch that can be deadly. He's Uh the orange-bellied, rough-skinned newt. I mean, pick a name. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of name for a little guy. Yes. Um, making his home is, wait, making his home, his home in coastal, this is badly written. <laughs> Need a copy editor, just saying, uh, call that guy from your five minute rest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he likes the forest. And okay. He, well, watch out for newts. Yeah. 
Don't let your dog eat newts. Yeah, it's an oral toxin, and when ingested, can quickly cause dire consequences. Dire consequences. Early symptoms include tingling and numbness of the lips and face, yeah. drooling, vomiting, diarrhea, and abdominal pain. Within 15 minutes, up to several hours of exposure. Don't eat any newts, guys. Don't eat any newts. This is why it's mainly for pets. Because, like, why yeah. would you, why eat, would a you eat a newt you found on Unless a you're, like, a little kid and then, like, don't eat a newt. <laughs> Teach your children not to eat newts. Anyway. All right. Well, we learned that. And also we learned that his name is Jack Whitehall. Okay. And he has a show with his dad. Yes, he's good. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's, he's very really cute. funny and adorable. I want to find what else he's in because there's something else that I really like him in. Then maybe not. He, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. So, Nutcracker. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, do we have anything else we want to say about it? There's yeah. not a lot. I mean, it's like, it's a nice Christmas movie about... I think, yeah, I think we pretty much summed it up. If you are being forced to stay with your family this holiday season... You could do worse. You could do worse. This is a great one, especially if you have, like, nieces, nephews. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun for all. It, you know, hits all the sort of main demographics. Yeah. It's entertaining enough for the grown-ups. There's a nice, diverse cast, too. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. She's got a black boyfriend. Black boyfriend. You, Disney, man. I mean, they don't actually, like... Kiss or anything, but she's very young. She's very young. And, yeah, it's... But, like, Fritz said it, so... <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be true. So it's canon. It's canon. They said it. Yeah. Yeah, just beautiful costumes. Yes. Really, really remarkable mm-hmm. stuff. And, yeah, they took this story that really wasn't about very much of anything and made it about something really nice. Yeah. It's really nice. And you know, it sort of implies that like it's it's her mother's creativity and you know, imagination ingenuity. and ingenuity that made this place and Clara is the inheritor of that. She is you know, very much her mother's daughter and carries on her, her legacy. Her greatest creation. Yeah. <laughs> that sorry about... Re- that was the only really bad line of the movie. Well, mostly just because she has siblings. And it's very rude <laughs> to say that Clara's the best thing that her mom ever made. Like, <laughs> what about but, Fritz? But he almost implies that she thought that. Not just that he thought that. Oh, yeah. No, he said that she, he asked her yeah. once. And she said, Clara's the greatest thing I ever made. And it's like, her specific... Okay. I mean, yeah, your other kids are a little boring. <laughs> Fritz has some anger issues. He's got some aggression. He problems. really doesn't. He just likes soldiers. There's yeah, no, no other evidence. That yeah, he no, no. He's fine. Aggressive child. He just he's likes totally soldiers. fine. He's, he's, he's a good little, brother. He's just like a seven-year-old. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. But... And then you've got just the sort of... There's literally no problems other than the absent mom in, right. in, in the real world. And, yeah, and they all... They have, you know, slightly they want for nothing. different personalities and they don't always you know see eye to eye she's got slightly prissier sister but they but don't they, they get, get along al- really well they get along well you can tell they're just sort of different and mm-hmm. you know they don't always have the same priorities but they they like each other mm-hmm. so. her, and her brother were trying to catch mice at the beginning yeah yeah it's great her she's sister, like teaching him science her sister brushes her hair it's very sweet yeah it's very sweet and matthew mcfadden is their dad and he's great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i like matthew mcfadden well, it's a kind of a short one, but uh, I think we've said basically all there is to say about this yeah, nice it's just, movie. It's, it's We finally watched it, and we were like, we 
We were so ready for this. To we suck. were so ready for this to suck. We were ready for it to to like just be cackling at it the at the stupidity of it. Yeah, at first we were making fun at first, but then we're like, oh, I'm actually getting invested in this. I know. Like, <laughs> we're like trying to point out like the flaws, and we're like, okay, well, well, that's weird. But but it's fine actually. And then and we're like, oh, well, that's so cool. Yeah, we just ended up really liking it. I felt like we were on deep dive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's good. It's 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 a good one to put on with the fam. I endorse it. It's it's nice. It's really. Nice. It's pretty. It's Christmassy, but it's not. So the only thing that felt overly Christmassy about it is obviously the songs. Right, but that's only because it just. It's only because the songs have been so overplayed and and. And they're just associated with Christmas because of the story that takes place at Christmas. Yeah, but it's not really about. It's only. So it's it's more about like the secular experience of Christmas yeah. because it's about you know the the fun stuff you know the land of amusements is you know toys and games mm-hmm. and you've got this land of the sweets and the snowflakes and then the flowers I don't know that doesn't really I don't know what you were on Tchaikovsky that doesn't really <laughs> fl- I'm not sure what flowers have to do with it Christmas. feels sort of like it could be the seasons in a weird way like yeah it's spring fall winter summer what's yeah. what's fall what's fall, fall and summer in, in this at least visually amusements looked a little bit fall because it's like right and then summer candy i mean it's candy, candy yeah but but you also eat it at christmas like it's <laughs> christmas candy no i i just i uh i don't know what tchaikovsky was doing with the flowers he just wanted some flowers dancing around and i can't fault him that the waltz <laughs> of the flowers is beautiful uh yeah it's cool it's cool do you have a recommendation? I don't know. What have I been doing? Yeah, I need to think about it. Let's take a pause. A pause. Okay, so you got a recommendation? Yes. So I talk used to talk a lot about um, Throwing Shade, a podcast I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a guest on a couple times called named Ronald Glickman, um, <laughs> who is sort of a um, North. Eastern, sort of a New Englandy, New Englandy Jewish housewife mother who's yeah. sort of in upper her middle class, up, upper class, yeah. Um, uh, and so now she has a new podcast called Ask Rana, who and it also has Brian Safi, who uh, mm-hmm. was is, is from Throwing Shade, and they answer advice. Um, and it's really funny. It is really funny. Really funny. I've listened to a little bit of it. And but there's also like good advice too. But she's just very funny. She's, she's very, very funny. amusing. And her and Brian together, it's like he's just a little buffoon, and she's just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it's cute. And they're right now doing the eight days of Ronica. <laughs> uh, and they're giving out gift suggestions. Nice. Yeah, and people are writing in questions of like, "Who? What do I get for this person?" And some of them, they're just like, uh, don't get them anything. <laughs> it's like my uh, cousin or my like in-laws, brothers, like, you know, just yeah. people that you have nothing, you it's own like, nothing. Why would you why And they would also you do suck that? and they're like, don't get them anything. Yeah. Or like, get them something bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't even worry about it. Yeah. So that I've been having a lot of fun listening to that. It's, it's funny and her voice is sort of soothing in its own way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's nice to listen to. Well, my recommendation is a little bit of of a cop out, but I gotta talk about the new season of Adventure Zone. Uh huh. Adventure Zone graduation. It's very good. If you fell off during Amnesty, which I admit I did, um, 
you gotta hop back on for graduation. It's really good. It's really, really good, you guys. Like, these characters are great. Mm-hmm. Travis is doing a very good job GMing. It really feels like like Adventure Zone again. Yeah. You know? And I don't want to say anything bad about Amnesty. I didn't fall off because I think it's terrible or anything. It just didn't quite click yeah. for me. That's fine. But this feels like a return. Um, But it's fresh and it's new and it's exciting and it's hilarious. And Justin is just in, in rare form. Ugh! This guy, every time, Justin just steals it. Well, I think that's probably what didn't work as well with Amnesty. I don't know. I like Duck, at least what I've listened to. I mean, he's likable, but he's not like the fucking guy. I mean, he's <laughs> he's lower key. He's yes. lower key, but I, I did find him very, very amusing. But, <laughs> but his the new Furbold, character is low key too, but just in like... In a totally different way. He's all, he's he's low key and simultaneously so much. So high key. He's so much. He's so good and he still doesn't have a name. It's great. <laughs> they just call him the Fairbolg these yep. days. Uh, Griffin is playing. He is Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt. And he's, he's just like... So good. <laughs> He's a fancy, fussy boy. <laughs> and I love it. Just always asking about his credits. And Clint is Clint. Clint is playing Irish Clint. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> Irish Occasionally Clint. Irish Fishman Clint. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. They're great. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Do check it out. It's very good. We're done. Bye. It's over. That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere. Please rate, subscribe, and review so more nerds can find us. We appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. Talk to us on Twitter. See our weird photos of weird things. Oh, this has been a beautiful day for weird photos of weird things. Maybe it's going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, we've got, (laughs) what's it called? The the Von Gurich Unicorn. Yep. And then we have uh, Billy Possum. Billy Possum and our gift pyre. Gift pyre. So (laughs) check us out. Like our shit. It's really good stuff. And... Thanks to Jonathan Colton. Oh, we didn't say. It's at Lit Merit Pod. I know, I just realized. At Lit Merit Pod. Yeah, that's where you find it. And thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Though I might have been using a different Christmassy music for this episode. We'll just have to see. Royalty free, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Until next time, remember... No guilty pleasure. <laughs> what? Where we're working in a mine for our robot overlords. Did I say overlords? I meant protectors. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime.